And we are back. Devils on the Rush, Season 2, Episode 1. It's officially the off-season. We've taken a little bit of a break. Well, at least I have. I don't know if Alejandro has. He's been pumping out articles like they're going out of style. So I hope you all are catching uh, all his uh, coverage of uh, the off-season and, and, and the uh, NHL playoffs. But Alex, how you been? Good. Been busy. You know, doing some off-season writing, like you said, there's a lot going on. We already have our first Devils trade, which we'll get into here in a little bit. Um, and there's probably more coming. So free agency is looming. The draft is almost two weeks away. So it's just a busy time for the off-season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's crazy that there's already moves happening and the Stanley Cup playoffs are still going. Generally, we don't see moves until uh, the cup is raised. Yeah, that's pretty rare, and I can imagine the NHL is probably not too uh, happy about that because they usually don't like when trades are happening during the Stanley Cup final, but uh, there's kind of a tight window here. Teams need to get things done before the draft is coming up, and you know, so they're not going to wait. The Stanley Cup final goes seven games here. I mean, it could be, could be a while, so um, yeah. yeah, maybe more devil stuff coming too. And we've seen a lot of changes in, in the division alone, uh, actually a trade within the division that involved the Devils, uh, a couple new coach hirings in the de- uh, in the division, and one likely to happen probably this week. Uh, if not, you know, this weekend, we'll probably find out on, the, uh, on those uh, jabronis across the Hudson River. Um, but uh, Alex, let's start with some Devils news. Uh, let's start with the departure of Andrew Burnett, uh, a departure that I think we all probably thought was coming, even though Tom Fitzgerald admitted they are golfing buddies. Um, you see him making the early appearance. Today. Yeah, you know, it's, that's that's how we do it here on Devils on the Rush. Uh, Lucille always just needs to make sure she says hi. Now, well, Andrew Burnett, uh, you know, I think it's tough to quantify what he brought to the Devils. Um, we're not sure if this high-flying offense is a credit to him or is that a credit to Lindy? Lindy's been known to have high-flying offenses in the past as well. Um, I think what we were really hoping for was a high-flying power play. I think during the regular season, it's fair to say the power play was marginally better uh, or you know decently better, I would say. I mean, they were in the low 20% historically in the NHL. That's actually really good. Um, But unfortunately, this season, we had some absolute ridiculous power plays across the league, Uh, Edmonton, Toronto, um, just to name a few. So, you know, as as that got better, you know, the one thing where we did see a noticeable decrease is when Timo joined the team and they just couldn't seem to figure out the power play from there. And obviously it let them down greatly in the playoffs. Um, Alex. Thoughts on the brunette departure? Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I think what he did on the power play, it's not irreplaceable. Especially, I think brunette himself um, even endorsed Sergey Breland to take over that role. If I saw that, I think Ryan Novozinski had that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, yeah, I think they can replace him on the power play. They have the talent there, you know, player wise. Anyways, so as long as someone just doesn't have like a kind of a shitty system. Moving forward, I think their power play will be fine. There's even room for improvement, like you're saying. Like, you know, they were 21, some just above, I think, 21% this past season, which happened to be like a league average power play. Because, like you said, also, the power plays were ridiculous this season. Um, I think they'll miss him a little bit, maybe, is at five on five. I thought he brought some of the Florida Panthers 
uh, offense to the Devils a little bit. They kind of diversified their offense a little bit. But the thing is now, even with him gone, like that should still be in the system. Right, that's not going anywhere. The, the yeah. game notes aren't leaving, right? Uh, yeah. You know, they're still on the hard drive. Yeah, it's still in the system. So, like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't leave. So, like... Yeah, unless uh, Lindy Ruff doesn't strike me as a stubborn guy who will just go back to what they were doing before Andrew Burnett was here. So my my question to you, and we talked about this on our last pod a couple weeks back, or even a month, or however long it's been at this point. Um, you know, I wonder what this does to the Lindy deal, right? Because we talked about the option of maybe putting Lindy on a one or two year deal and say, "Hey, Burnett, the keys are yours once this deal's over." Now that he's gone. Do you, what, what do you think this does with the Lindy deal? Do you think it's three years minimum? Yeah, I think it would be something like two to three years minimum. And then, you know, they just kind of play it by ear. I mean, I think, you know, as long as the team is successful, he's going to be their coach. The players seem to like playing for him. So I don't see why they would get rid of him at this point. Things I think would have to go really south. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll get some term on his deal. I don't think they can do like a year to year thing at this point. And then, you know, just see how things look in two to three years from now. If they need to make a change, they'll make a change. Or maybe he wants to retire if, like three years from now. He'll be 66. Maybe he wants to move into like the front office role like Barry Trotz did. So um, he could be our see. Montana scout. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he is he does spend his summers, I think, in Whitefish uh, or whatever that is. So, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't think the brunette, you know, departure will impact the Devils too much. I think, you know, at least at what he did on five and five, it should still be in the system. And I, Sergey Breland did a pretty good job with the Comets power play a season ago. So um, you know, if that translates to the NHL, the Devils should be fine. Yeah, no, it, it should be. Um, you know, I don't. I don't think today's the day we go into the power play. But yeah, you know. <laughs> You know, there's definitely some movement that needs to be done. Um, I, I don't know if one could say there was too much talent on the first unit and not enough, you know, connecting type players. But um, who knows? Because look at Toronto. They put everyone on their first unit and it's an absolute rocket. Yeah. Same thing with Edmonton, too. Yeah. So. He'll figure it out. Yeah. I gotta trust him, Breland. He always gets he always gets the job done. He always gets the job done. So, all right, uh, Devils on the rush. We're endorsing Sergey Breland to re- replace uh, Andrew Burnett. Yeah, seems like the favorite. I think you know. I'm sure they'll look it at some outside candidates, but I think they bought Breland up to the NHL this season to just you know kind of prep him, uh, groom him a little bit, so uh, to be you know take a, a bigger role on the staff. So. Um, we'll see what happens there, but I would think he's going to get that job. Yeah, makes sense to me. Now let's let's go to the next departure in the players' department, and that was the longest standing Devil, uh, number twenty-eight, Damon Severson. Um, I was I was sad, you know, it was a sad day. Uh, Damon was a year too late. Uh, wasn't part of that cup run in 2012. And I think if he was, it, it, it definitely would have helped uh, tremendously. I think they were a defenseman away in that series. Um, then he kind of, you know, unfortunately ate a lot of shit for a couple of years uh, with this organization. Um, he had a lot of tough press conferences. And I'm not saying his answers were tough. I mean, he just had to stand there and eat it. Uh, 
for a lot of years. Uh, you know, there was obviously the the blip in the year with Taylor Hall um, and, and making the playoffs there. But outside of that, and, and then this year, right? I, it was good to see him finally enjoy some success with this organization. Um, I know he's kind of a polarizing figure in the fan base. Some will die on that hill. Some will say he belongs in the AHL. So uh, for me, I always thought he was a great devil. Uh, Unbelievable passer, unbelievable vision. Um, Always thought there was a next level for him to hit, and maybe he fell short of hitting that level. Um, But this year he had an outstanding season, and uh, I wish him and his family all the best. Yeah, um, like you said, it was a sad day to like. I've always liked Steverson, Steverson as well. I've always kind of defended him. Uh, he's not. He is prone to the you know the mental lapse defensively, but I think when you look at what he did on the whole, his puck moving ability was especially this season when he played in a third pair role was really beneficial to the Devils' system, uh, especially under Lindy Ruff too. You need defensemen who can move the puck under his system. So um, I was. Sort of surprised the Devils already pulled the trigger on him. I thought it would still take a little bit longer um, for them to either move his rights or do a sign-in trade. I actually wasn't expecting a sign-in trade because they're so rare in the NHL. Apparently, the only other sign-in trade in NHL history was the Matt Kachuk deal um, last summer, uh, which is crazy when you think about it and how often sign-in trades like happen in the NBA. But um, yeah, it was good work by Fitz to get something in return. They knew he wasn't going to resign. They couldn't resign him. Unbelievable work. Yeah. I mean, this this is tremendous. Um, I mean, this probably will set a new tone in the NHL. Uh, this will probably be more common practice with the sign and trade, especially since the team signing him could give him that eighth year and he couldn't get that elsewhere. And that seemed important to him. Um, but yeah, great work by Fitz. I mean, again, it just, I mean, to me, just knocking it out of the park. Yeah. To get even a third round pick, I thought, you know, they probably get a little less than that maybe like a fourth or a fifth even with the sign-in trade so getting a third round pick that's going to be in the top 100 uh, is a pretty good deal when you have such a strong draft class this year um so yeah i mean they knew they couldn't resign him for financial reasons because they have to resign brat and meyer and you know, do some other stuff with the roster and then you look what's coming up with seamus casey nemitz um you know they pipeline have, strong pipeline yeah. strong even exactly. riley walsh right isn't riley on the right yeah, I just I'm not really. They haven't really given Walsh a chance. In the no, no, you're right. I'm just yeah. saying, like, he could be a trade, you know, piece uh, going into the off season. But I'm just saying that depth is there. Like the fact that Riley Walsh is fourth on the depth chart, you know, yeah, for sure. And even Luke Hughes can play the right side too. I mean, he played the right side a ton in college. So I mean, God, um, you could freaking stick Luke Hughes in net at this point. I believe he can do it. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he's going to be, you know, based on the playoffs. I think fans are going to be real excited for what he's going to bring, you know, next season. But um, yeah, it was sad to see Stevenson go, but they got an asset for him, and now they can either use that pick at the draft or they can use it in a hockey trade moving forward. So it was good work, and that you know, I be surprised if that's the last trade the devils do this summer i think there'd definitely be more coming yeah yeah so should we hop into the potential free agents trade targets some just some off-season news and maybe touch a little bit on the draft i don't have much on the draft because 
very much a first round guy and well don't have one of those yeah i still got to do my research on some of these later round guys especially in the second round um maybe we'll, we'll do a pod before the draft and we'll um we'll give you the floor to showcase some of the some of the research you've done yeah that that probably be better because i still got even though i'm doing some of these draft profiles i still got to do more research you know for guys who make sense for the devils so um but yeah, I mean, free agency, the Devils have a lot of them between their restricted and unrestricted free agents. You know, we already saw Damon Severson, unrestricted free agent, won't be back. And I definitely don't think he'll be the last one. You see, probably see some guys moving around this year. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's leave the two big ones for last. How's that sound? Yeah, that works for me. Okay. Tomash Tatar. Yeah, so I definitely think he's gone. I don't really get any indication that the Devils are going to resign him after his playoff performance. That's just kind of a thing with him at this point. He just he doesn't show up in the playoffs. Great regular season player, but uh, I thought he had a great bounce back season. Uh, I thought that that line of Nico Tatar and well, I guess Zetterland or you know I guess Dawson Mercer at points too was was a great line, and I think we can all agree that was m- most likely because Nico is just unreal yeah definitely nico but tatar is also a really good play driver at five on five so they will miss him but he's not irreplaceable either and yeah i don't i don't know who they're going to target to replace him uh free agent classes and grades so i think that could be you know through a trade that they look to get someone um so we'll see but i i'd be surprised if he's back i think if you brought Tatar back, you'd almost essentially be running back the squad that you did this season. I don't really get the impression that Fitz wants to run it back. So I think he will be playing elsewhere for next season. Yeah. Um, let's see what happens. Um, I don't think he's back either. Um, I think even the endorsement of Nolan Foote um, at, at year-end's press conference was kind of a... Uh, a nod that some of these wingers won't be back. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, let's go down the list. Uh, this is a funny name to even mention, but uh, it's here. Uh, and we're going to go with Jonathan Bernier. <laughs> yeah, I kind of forgot he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to have to retire. So that, there's nothing more to say. You know what's kind of funny, already. though, is, is like he seems like he still like was kind of close with the team. Yeah, like he went to all the parties and and all of the stuff like that. Yeah, I think he was even in the press box for the um, playoff games, you know, with the healthy scratches. So in the black aces, so I, I think he was around the team the whole time. He just obviously he couldn't play, but you know, obviously feel bad for him. You never want someone's to career someone's career to end because of injuries. Um, it's nice that the Devils, you know, he stayed with the team and seemed like he was a part of the team. Maybe he, there's a role for him in you know hockey ops if he wants it but um yeah he's definitely not gonna be back yeah <laughs> just another swing and a miss on a goaltender from Fitz. yeah um all right uh ooh, the crypto king miles wood <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think he's definitely gone to uh nolan foot being one reason but i think they could even look to get someone through a trade you know i wrote about ross colton um, a couple of weeks ago or a week ago or whatever. I don't remember, but I wrote about him. Childhood Devils fan. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's more to it, obviously, than that. Um, but you know, sometimes there isn't. 
Yes, that's true. Sometimes there isn't, but <laughs> that's true also. Pierre-Luc Dubois. There's nothing else to it. Yeah, that's true. He just wants to be a Canadian, so that is true. Uh, but um, I think Colton would be a really good play. He would be a not really good, but he'd definitely be an upgrade over Miles Wood. Um, just a better player. Um, probably be cheaper to re-sign, too. He's a restricted free agent with arbitration rights. Um, the Lightning probably won't be able to resign him. So uh, I could see the Devils targeting him in a trade. Probably shouldn't cost much in a trade, either like a mid-round pick and a low-level prospect, something like that. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But I could see him being the Miles Wood replacement, who I would be very surprised if Miles Wood gets re-signed. Yeah, I, the, the only concern I have with Ross Colton is he's not going to be cheap, right? He's a two-time Stanley Cup champion. Um, I think they could get him it. for like around $3 million a year on a cap. Do you see him as a third liner or a fourth liner? Uh, both. You can even move him up a little bit if you really have to because there's injuries and stuff, but more, he's definitely a bottom six forward. Well, the only concern is is like we, we kind of like, sh- you know, crapped on the Rangers for signing Barkley Coudreau to a, you know, what was that? Three, three a year, Um, million for six years, but I don't, don't, he's not, Colton's not going to get that type of deal. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying like, yeah, no, right. Yeah. I think if he wanted that type of deal, I don't think the devils would target him. So uh, they're probably looking for something where they could get, you know, get him cheaper than they would for miles wood. I think that would be uh, otherwise like, if you're going to sign him to the same thing as Miles Wood, why why get rid of Miles Wood if you're looking at it from that? Well, because I think Miles Wood's done. Like I think Ross. Yeah, Colton's I don't. A I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if Colton's definitely a better player. Maybe Wood's hip is still bothering bothering him. I don't know. Um, I could see Wood ending up on the island with uh, Lou Lamorello and the New York Islanders. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but I definitely don't think Wood's back. I'd be really surprised if he if they resigned him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Gone. Uh, loved you. You were um, a fun, fun interesting, yeah, f- fun, fun, frustrating, interesting, yeah. Yeah. wowed at times, wanted to throw my phone through the television at times, infuriating. Um, thank you for your service, Miles Wood. Here comes an interesting one because I'm still kind of on the fence on it. And that comes with the vampire lord himself, Ryan Graves. Yeah, I I think it depends. It's like there's a team out there who would probably play him, pay him like five by five. And the Devils definitely won't do that. I think he tests free agency. I'd be surprised if the Devils re-signed him just because I... I think it's a little bit like the Severson situation. Like they'd be willing to do a short-term deal, but I think there's a team out there that would give him, you know, four to four or five years around the, like a five million dollar cap hit. So I'd be surprised if he were back. Um, especially since well, so I think his role I, would kind know, of be reduced. You know, I think Luke Hughes would probably be playing over him um, next season. So I'd but Ryan Graves is our third defenseman. Is not the end of the world. No, for sure. I that's a good thing if you have him on your third pair with like. Ball or um, you know Brendan Smith or something, but I think he could get more money than the, and more money in more term than the Devils would be willing to offer. So I think Fitz told his agent and Ryan what he'd be willing to do to have Ryan back, and now Ryan's going to shop that and see if he can do better. Yeah, which I think he can. 
because yeah, so do I. Because I think Fitz probably just I wouldn't say lowballed them, but realistically gave him a number that he would consider bringing him back at that fits into this team's structure going forward. Yeah, and they have other good defensemen who could come, you know coming up the pipeline who could fill out that um, you know bottom pair role. I mean, Tobias Villain looks like he could be a solid like bottom pair defenseman. He'll start the season with Utica, and there's obviously Kevin Ball, too, and Luke Hughes on the left side, and you have Siegenthaler, and, you know, I, I'm not really sure. It might be tough to find a, a spot for Graves moving forward, and he's going to want to go where the opportunity is, so I think he'll probably be playing elsewhere next season, too. Great guy, though. I, yeah. I, I thought he was great. Yeah, I, I really Seabers enjoyed Ryan. Yeah, both really of them enjoyed Ryan. great guys. Yeah. All right. Mackenzie Blackwood. Yeah, um, this one's pretty obvious, too. He won't be back. I mean, Frank Cervalli said it in his trade board update yesterday that uh, teams know seem to know that he'll end up being an unrestricted free agent, free agent on July 1 because the Devils are not going to extend the qualifying offer to him. I think they're going to try to trade him before um, you know the qualifying offer deadline, see if they can find a taker for him, get maybe like a late round pick for his negotiating rights. Um, but he's definitely not back with the Devils. That one's obvious for sure. Yeah. Um, see you later. Don't yeah. let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, he's gone. Um, fan favorite, at least in the playoffs, Eric Halla. Uh, yeah, I'd be surprised if he's not back with the Devils. I'm, I think they'll agree. Uh, they have other priorities right now, but I think... Sounds like it's going to be a team-friendly deal, too. <laughs> yeah, it'll be something like two to three... Two to three years, and I think that cap hit will probably be around three million. Three million, yeah. yeah. So um, I'd be really surprised if he's not back. Yeah, it sounds like he wants to be back. It sounds like Fitz wants him to be back. And, yeah, there's definitely mutual interest for sure. And listen, the way he played in the playoffs and towards the end of the season, uh, I'm all for it. I mean, the entire season too. He broke his assists uh, total. He came up with big goals. Um, yeah, he just got unlucky shooting the puck. He just had terrible shooting luck until like he's, the final month and a half of the season. And he's feisty. You know, yeah. he's feisty. I like him a lot. Yeah, good veteran to have around too. All right, here it comes. Uh, the recent birthday boy, Yegor Sharangovich. Yeah, this one's a tough one because Todd Cordell mentioned it when he did his uh, restricted free agents who go and stay. Um you know, he um, said, like, Sharon Govich's trade value is probably not much. Right now, you'd be selling low on him since he had a down season. So, like, and you could probably get him a little bit cheaper re-signing him. So, I see that argument for it. But also, I think it l- depends a little bit on what Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer's next contracts look like, too. Like, if Fritz wants to give the team a different Brad and Meyer should cost around like 16 to $17 million of the $34 million in cash space they have somewhere around there. And if you want to make other moves, you have to give yourself a little bit of flexibility and, you know, trading Sharon Govich could be an option. Um, you know, I think resigning him probably costs around like Hala too, around $3 million. So we see what happens there. I could, I'm not really sure. I think this is like a 50, 50 split. I could see him staying, but I could also see them, trading him if they find a taker that gives them maybe like a third or a fourth round pick. Um, we'll see what happens there, but there's definitely arguments to both sides for it. Yeah. I think he's going to go up to the deadline with uh, him because I think it, it really depends. Cause I think Fitz is going to try and bring in a winger to your point. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
And I think Sharon Govich is the fallback plan. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. It's definitely could go either way. Yeah. Um, here comes an interesting one. Michael McLeod. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's obviously the, the cloud hanging over the 2018 World Junior um, investigation. Uh, if I remember right, uh, Bill Daly and Gary Bettman said that report should be coming out soonish. I think like in the some point this summer, maybe early July, if I remember right. Um so, you know, if he gets cleared of that, he'll he'll be back for sure. But you know, if he's implicated in any way, uh, it'd be interesting to see what the Devils do. Will they get rid of him? Will he face, like, a ha- depending on his involvement in that case, would he just get, like, a huge suspension? Could he face criminal charges? It really all depends on what that report says. So, you know, if he gets cleared of everything, he's back. If he's implicated in any way, I don't really see a path to him coming back and that would be a loss on the on the ice. You know, they would have to find her. He's a solid fourth line center, so they would have to find something. He's re- more than a solid fourth line center, Alex. I would argue. Yeah, I mean, he's played up the lineup, so you could say he's just like a a bottom six forward in general. And uh, Igas Fiatek took the first set. Oh, nice. Well, she's playing uh, Mukova, right? No, yep, no. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Let's go. Yeah, Igas Bakery, basically. <laughs> Biawer Cervoni. All right. Um, it's all for our Polish listeners out there. Um, now, this is a very interesting situation because it's really out of the devil's hands at this point. Yeah, it really but, is. Until yeah. this damn report comes out, which has been, you know, hinting at coming back for two to three years at this point, right? I mean, we've been waiting on this report for quite some time now. Yeah, I don't. I don't even remember when this investigation started. Was it last summer? Was it two summers ago? But it does feel like it's been a long time. Um, but Batman and Daly said it is wrapping up, and that the report should be out soon. So you know, I mean, that's a tough one. Like you said, there's the devils. It's out of their control. It's just has to wait for that report to come out. Maybe they know already that he might not be implicated in it. I don't know. But um, yeah, you. Definitely cannot re-sign him. If you re-sign him before the report comes out and he's implicated in any way, that's a really bad look. So that's just a wait and see. We see what happens there. He really he really performed well in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, he's had a good regular season too. He had 22 assists. He can't shoot the puck for shit, but, I mean, he does everything else. Like a, a <laughs> He can problem. win a face-off against yeah. anyone. Yeah, anyone. So it would be a loss for them for sure. They'd have to find a way to replace him if he's not on the team. Hell of a penalty killer, too. Yeah. All right. Uh, let, let's get moving. Uh, are we are we going to touch on any Utica comments? No, that's probably not. That'd be okay. we'd be here forever if we did that. Uh, Boquist. Uh, it's a little bit like Sharon Govich too. I you know I think. He's not a bad player, and he should be cheap to resign to, like under two million dollars a year. Um, he's good defensive forward. Some teams have asked about him, right? I, yeah, I, I think, think I read about that. Yeah, I mean, he's a former top prospect, so like I think teams would definitely be interested in him. Um, I can't see both Sharon Govich and Boquist back, so one of them is def- at least one of them will definitely get traded this uh, summer, and um, we'll see what happens there. I, he's a good depth forward to have, but. You know, I, I think Fitz, maybe if he wants to bring a different look to the team, he might trade him. So um, we'll see what happens there. I, I think I lean to him not being back, but I can see him being back as well. Yeah, it, it, there's it, 
Fitz could do some serious surgery to this team on the uh, at least on the fringes, right? Yeah, it could look quite a bit different, you know, for sure. Uh, I mean, I think Brat and Meyer will be back. I'm sure we're going to get into them in a couple of seconds here, but yeah, I mean, like they could definitely the complementary pieces could definitely look quite a bit different. Um. All right. Yeah. Two more before we get into Brat and Meyer, if that's all right with you. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, fan favorite uh, and fisherman favorite, fisherman certified fresh. Nathan Bastion. Um, apparently, contract talks are a little sticky. Yeah, I I think they definitely agreed to something. Uh, you know, I can't can't imagine. He seems to be like the ultimate glue guy for that locker room. Yeah, and he's like really like the idea. He's I think he's better than McLeod. He's got more goal scoring ability. Like he produced at a twelve goal like twenty five point pace this season. He just didn't play that much because of the injury. And his defense—he's their best defensive forward in the the bottom six. His defensive impacts are really, really good. So, I you know, maybe the contract talks are a bit sticky now, but um, yeah, I don't really see them there being like too much of an issue. I think moving forward, I definitely think he's back. Yeah, I mean, listen, like if, if you tell me McLeod and Bashan are our fourth line for the next five years, and I'm not saying they're getting five year deals whatsoever, but I just love that idea because they're like. The Bash Bros, you know, they, yeah, it's just it's just a, such a cool story. Um, but obviously, there's uh, a lot of dependencies on that actually coming to fruition. <laughs> yeah. All right, last one, last one, and um, I think a lot of fans are curious about this one. Um, so I hope you're ready. Well, actually, no, we have two more. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, two more. All right, yeah, we're good. <laughs> Kevin Ball. Kevin Ball's back for sure, and he's not going to be expensive to re-sign. Uh, probably be like a bridge deal, you know, maybe around a million dollars a year, maybe a little more than that. Um, but he's definitely back. Uh, should have a, a much more significant role for the team moving forward, whether it's playing alongside John Marino or whether it's on the third pair with you know whoever else, Simon Nemitz. Um, we'll see. But uh, yeah, he's back for sure. Yeah, he he played himself into that lineup. I know he got scratched the last two games because Luke came in, but um, yeah, he it's he's back. Uh, yeah. I think he's a really solid player, um, and really love his physicality. Um, and the kid can skate, so he's yeah. back. He's back. He's back. Yeah, sure. All right, last one, last one, last one, real quick, real quick. Mason Gearston. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Hey, listen, if they're just going to sign him to a minor league deal, it seems like he's popular with the Comets. And, like, if he's in the minor leagues, who cares? I say he's back. And he's and you got to sign the grandma to a deal, too. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I guess. But, um, uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, let's move it. Yeah. All right, so a lot of news coming out of uh, from the big, big-time insiders, right? Uh yeah. You know, uh, I think I reported something. Uh, you reported something. I'm kidding. Uh, Frege, <laughs> uh, Sarah Valley, Pagnota, all, all the big dogs uh, having reports on. Let's start with Jesper, right? Yeah. Um, it sounds like a. Oh, I think Pierre was the one to really uh, yeah, dive LeBron, deep into it. Yeah. Into it. Yep. Into on, on the athletic article. So basically, Jesper's got an eight-year deal uh, on the table. It sounds like it's at seven point seven five. Um, it sounds like his LeBron, camp. Yeah, LeBron didn't give the money. He just said it was an eight-year deal. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. So I mean, 
from I think we can all guess it's below eight, right? Because Tom wants it below Jack's number. So yeah, let's uh, let let's let's go with that assumption. Jesper probably could get more on the open market. Um, probably wants more, but we'll see. Um, it sounds like it's a little bit at a standstill right now. Uh, would you agree? Yeah. Um, you know, Friedman said on the June 9th episode of 32 Thoughts that uh, it's been a grind, which, surprise, um, and that Bratz reps were slow playing it. Surprise again. Um, that's just the way the negotiations have been with him at this point and it's obviously frustrating for fans i can imagine it's incredibly frustrating for um if it's gerald but that doesn't sound like there's anything i mean brad's agent i think uh ryan Novazinski had this like brad brad's agent said something i don't remember it off the top of my head but it didn't give me the impression that negotiations were contentious at all so i just think that's the way that they like to play things and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I I think that they're going to sign him. I don't know if it's going to be for eight years. I think Brat wants, and I think he's not the only person who's going to do this. We saw Vladislav Gafrikov take that two-year extension. Cause they're waiting for that cap bump. Exactly. So I don't know. If, I don't. The Devils won't do a two-year deal with him, but I think if there's a compromise at like four or five years, I could see Brat doing that. That would take him to unrestricted free agency when he's 29, 30 years old. Um, and the cap should be significantly higher by then, so he could get another payday then. So I think that's what they'll end up agreeing to, something something like that. The thing is, if he takes a four- to five-year deal, he's going to have to be okay with taking a cap hit under $8 million because Devils are not going to give him $8 million plus on a four- to five-year deal. Um, so he'll have to be good with that. But I do think the two sides will reach an agreement, and he'll – it's not – you know, when we say long term in the NHL, it's not really what you think of when a four or five year deal, but that really is a long term deal. I mean, it's like that in the NBA and stuff like that. So I think they agree with something. I think they get something done. It's just going to be a grind like it, it always has. Um, I'd be surprised if they traded him because I, I don't think they'd get anything, you know, particularly. I think they would, trading him would look a lot like the Fiala deal last summer. So they wouldn't get anybody who could really help the roster that much. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I think he's back. Yeah, uh, I think he's back to it's a little infuriating that this isn't wrapped up yet. Um, but yeah. listen, I've just uh, gotten used to it at this point. That's yeah, just the, way the negotiations are with him. And I'm not going to hate on him. He's trying to, you know, squeeze every last penny out and rightfully so. Uh, that's, you know, his agent's job. It's just frustrating that this isn't wrapped up yet. Um, you know, I think uh, pending two signings, the Devils have their own core four, if you will. A little nod to the Toronto media up there um, with uh, Jack, Timo, Nico, and Jesper. Right. Now, um, if he were to be traded, I think there would be a lot of buzz around Hellebuck. Would Jesper be included in a Hellebuck deal? No, I can't see it. Um, in Fr- Frank Saravalli's trade board in the McKenzie Blackwood section, he said it's likely that the Devils are going to go with Akira Schmid and uh, Vitek Vanacek next season. So, Yeah, I mean, that's a given, right? Come on. Yeah, I but, don't... but, I mean, that that's with the current roster. But I'm saying, like, the Devils are also listed as a potential trade partner for Hellebuck in a lot of the articles. Yeah, um, yeah I just don't see them going for Connor Hellbuck one because of the acquisition costs. I don't, it wouldn't take Brat, but it would probably take like Vanacek, Holtz and a first round pick, something like that. 
because uh, the Jets are not looking to rebuild. They want to be competitive, so Vanacek would have to be in that deal. And then re-signing Connor Hellebuck, I think it, his cap hit would probably get close to $9 million, and I would not want to sign a 31-year-old goalie to who has a lot of mileage on. He plays a lot of games every season. Um, to an eight to nine million dollar contract, so I don't think they're going to do it. Um, and I, I, even if they did, I don't think Brat would be part of that package. Interesting, interesting. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't think we should go after Hellbook either. Like, I, I think yeah. the cap hit would be ridiculous. Yeah, I and think that's not something they, you want to do. If they were going to go after a, a goalie, I mean, Jeremy Swayman, if he's some, I think Boston will trade one of their goalies. Swayman makes a lot of sense in Soros because of their ages, but. Um, I don't see. Do you think Soros is on the block? I he well, someone I think it was Penyota reported that the Kings came close to acquiring him at the trade deadline. But now that Trotz is taking over, I would be surprised if he's available. Send me. I, I I'll go pick up Soros. <laughs> yeah, this is just the thing is I don't think I don't think if Soros he could become available in a couple of years when Eskarov is really ready to play, but I don't think Eskarov is. Uh, he's not close close enough to being able to take on a full time role yet, so I think Saros is in Nashville for another couple of years at least. I mean, Askarov can do bench presses of the goal. Yeah, he's a character for sure, and he had a pretty good rookie season in the AHL, but he's still only like twenty or twenty one years old. So I don't. He could be back. How old is Kira? Uh, Kira's t- just turned twenty three recently. So, yeah, if Soros became available, he'd be the, the, the goalie that makes the most sense for the Devils. But I'm pretty – I don't see him on any trade boards, so I'm pretty sure he's not available this summer. Okay. Interesting to see. I, there's there's going to be one player that we don't expect to be moved, and I'm not yeah. talking Devils roster, but, like, across the league. Yeah, there's, and you're going to be like, wow. You're yeah. be like, shocked. Yeah. It's like the – I mean, people expected Kachuk to get traded last year, but, like, for what he got traded for, it was like, whoa. There's always – and you know the Senators are looking for a goalie. So you know, yeah. you know, the Carter Hart rumors. I know they've been told to be tampered down, but the Carter Hart talks, the Yuri Soros, the Hellebuck. Yeah, uh, and you mean Alex Debrinkit's a big name that's out there. It looks like he's going to get traded now too. So there's, there, Yeah, it's going to be a fun offseason. The NHL yeah. is stepping up its offseason game. Yeah, the last uh, couple of off seasons have been pretty decent. So. And the trade deadline was bonkers. So yeah, this even though the trade deadline itself, like the day, kind of stuck, but uh, stunk. But leading up to it, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, and July yeah. one's going to be awesome. We always yeah. that July one's always a feeding frenzy. Yeah, I think that's a Saturday this year too, so that's nice. Since weekends just can kind of chill around yeah. and watch free agency unfold. I'll be on the beach. Okay, Timo Meyer. Um, he can come back with a qualifying offer of $10 million, uh, which can then go to cut rate arbitration to bring it down to 8.5. So if anything, you have him back for one year. That being said, uh, reports indicate that Tom and Claude Lemieux, devil's legend, uh, had initial conversations this week about an extension. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's, Let's remind everyone, Timo Meyer had 40 goals last year. Um, yeah, that, that, those players just don't grow on trees. Yeah, I, I think you know, he could also wait for the cap bump too, but you know, the, style of, the style of hockey he plays, he should really try to secure the bag if you know, the Devils get him. If anything above $8.5 million, if that 
yeah, per year, obviously, if that's what's offered and, you know, the two sides can agree to something, I think you should take the eight year deal because power forwards, you know, once they get into their early thirties, it could fall off pretty quickly. So if he waits and the style he plays, you never know if he waits like two to three years for the, the cap, real big bump in the cap, he could get injured in that time. Obviously God forbid, you don't want that to happen, but you know, the style of hockey plays, he's a physical player. So if he gets the attack with the break, um, nice we're getting French Open updates as we go here too. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean she's gonna win that easily. She's just, she's a beast at the French Open. It's not even fair, honestly. Um, but um, the yeah, Polish think, Nadal. <laughs> yeah, honestly, what would it be three and four years for her, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, but anyway, she's twenty. I, I think she's twenty-two. Yeah, she could, you know, she really could be the French Nadal. It's uh, uh, the Polish Nadal, excuse me. But um, yeah, back to Timo. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think he gets the eight-year deal. I think they will agree to an eight-year deal that you know he likes because uh, you know just the style of hockey he plays. He should try to get that. He should try to get the security now. Yeah, I agree. Um, but you never know. Like I could see him just saying, "Hey, give me a two-year deal. We'll figure it out from there." Yeah, um, I think he wants to be in New Jersey. Maybe he hasn't. You know, you know, said so. Um, well, I, I don't even think it's so much New Jersey, and I hate saying this, but it's also like the Europeans love New York. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and you're right there, especially yeah. like living in the Hoboken, Jersey City area where a lot of these so, players live. So. Exactly. So I think they love, you know, the proximity to New York City. So um, I think he loves having a good friend in Nico. Yeah, he's going to have uh, the Swiss national team on. With exactly. And, you know, the Swiss consulate gave him that, you know, whatever award. Um, he did post a thirsty workout video this week, all in devil's gear. Yeah. Uh, I think devil's Twitter like exploded on itself. Um, <laughs> and that was not Nico in that video. No, it wasn't. Yeah. All right. Like people like. That was not Nico. That guy could barely like like run forward. Like that Nico, Nico is an NHL player. Yeah, no, that wasn't Nico. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just clarify that. That was not yeah. Nico. Yeah, that wasn't Nico. Um, but yeah, uh, eight year. Like, if you were to pick, which one do you think gets done first? Um, I think Brat gets done first. Uh, I mean, they've been negotiating for a while, so I'd. I'd be really surprised if it didn't get done first. I think they're, I mean, we'll see how the Meyer negotiation goes. Friedman said on 32 thoughts that it's not going to be an easy one to do because it's a big number. So that's going to be a grind. Also, he also said like devil's fans don't do like, he doesn't want devil's fans to do self harm to themselves. Yeah, yeah, He's just saying the negotiations are going to be tough, but it's not like they're not on any trade boards. They're not on the athletics trade board. They're not. Do you think they get no movement clauses? Um, I, I don't think Brad gets a no move. He might get like a, a no trade clause on the, you know, if it's five years, he might maybe gets like a no trade clause on like the last two years of the deal. Timo Meyer, um, yeah, I think there'll be some type of like no trade, no move. Um, you know, how Fitz wants to organize that. We'll see. Um, I think, I mean, I think for the Timo deal, it's like you got to give it to him for like the first like seven years and then like the eighth year. Yeah, you got to give him like a 10-team no trade or like a 16 no trade or like you, there's got to be some flexibility at the end of that at the end of that deal for the Devils. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. So you yeah, maybe you give him like full no trade, you know, the first 4 years and then that changes to like 10-team no trade in the last 4 years or something like that. It'll be interesting to see how they structure that, you know, financially too. So, but I think they're both back and the contracts will probably look a little different from each other. Yeah. 
Exciting times. I mean, like, when's the last time we've talked about having to re-sign a big free agent? Um, that we were, comp- I mean, I guess Taylor Hall, but that yeah, never that went would anywhere. Be, that's what I was going to say, Taylor Hall. But, like, I think Shero knew at the time that the team wasn't ready to yeah. really sign a, a big contract like that. And, you know, Shero did, and hindsight's twenty twenty, of course, but he ended up doing a good job with that trade because it gave uh, Fitzgerald the pieces to get Siegenthaler, Dawson Mercer, and, you know, Kevin Balls turned into a pretty, le- uh, looks like he's going to be a legit NHLer. So good work from both of those guys. Yeah, I love it. Love. It. I was just thinking something that was a Blake Coleman trade, though. Oh yeah. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else that we need to hit? Any outstanding items? Do we think Dawson Mercer gets a look for a contract this offseason? Um. Yeah, but I think that would be something that happens later in the summer because obviously there's more important things to take care of right now. So like Seekenthaler signed like late July last year, I think, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, what do you think but, a Dawson deal looks like? Do you think he gets um, an eighter? Do you think no, he gets think, an eighter? I don't think they give him eight years. I think it could look something like five or six years, you know, maybe around five to six million a year. Um, because I think they would regret giving him a bridge. Yeah, no. So he's 21, right? Yeah, so if they do the – this is kind of the mistake that they made with Brat back, you know, when they first gave him that two-year bridge deal. Like at that time, they should have done something like six years, yeah. five million a year. And I think the – situation will look a lot different right now he'd be you know i think halfway through like a six-year deal so he'd still have three years and he'd be on a really good cap hit so that was fitzgerald's mistake at the time so maybe he learned from that um yeah i agree with you i think giving mercer a bridge deal would be bad bad news moving forward especially if he pops you know really pops hey, dude yeah what do you have 27 this year 27 yeah, 27 or 28 goals something around that um and he kind of a no up. show in the playoffs so yeah but it was his first playoffs so like i can't really yeah that's fair yeah. i mean a lot of players no showed to be honest with you yeah, it's, yeah, it wasn't just just for Brat Devils fans that no showed. Like you know, there were other players that no showed. But anyways, that's another topic for another day. Um, so, but yeah, I could see Mercer getting like six, five or six years around like a five to six million dollar cap. But the summer maybe Fitz learned from his mistake with Brat and they try to get that done right now. I just have to look up when his free agency is. Like you want to try to eat some uh, UFA years if you can. So, but uh, off the top of my head, I could see something like that. Core five. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, all righty. Any other unfinished business? Um, um, yeah, I mean, as far as like Devils, you know, um, I think we cover like you know, the team news and what they could do. You know, if we want to look at maybe like some external candidates quickly here that they could target. Yeah, let's let's hear it. Give me give yeah. me a list. What do you got? Yeah. Obviously, I talked about Ross Colton uh, beforehand. Um, yeah, I think. I wrote about like stopgap options uh, on defense um, about a week ago that they could target just until you know you don't want to rush Nemitz into the NHL. Um, like another year in Utica definitely wouldn't hurt him, and you know if he does really well, you could call him up late in the season. You could have like a Luke Hughes situation next season if you're trending towards the playoffs. You could call up Nemitz for that, but like I could see the Devils trying to get someone. Wow, like, so you don't think Nemitz starts with the big team next year? I mean, he's only going to be 19 years old. I, I Freak said he thinks he's ready. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of Fridge, how much Fridge has seen Nemitz play this year, but um, he did get named to right. Top didn't he get my team? Yeah, um, I got that in the article that I published this morning. I just mentioned that briefly, but yeah, he was there with David Yerichek, Jefferson Walstead, you know, Lucas Reichel, some really good prospects. Um, so we'll see what happens there, but I can see them like going. Excuse me, trying to find a you know a one year a defenseman on a one year contract just until Nemitz is ready because with Nemitz Ball and Luke Hughes that back end is pretty you have three guys who only have eighty two games of experience combined. Well, then there's your case for bringing back trying to bring back Graves, right? Yeah, right. But like, yeah, I agree with you. But like, I also mean, is he going to take like a one or two year deal? Probably not. So um, that's why you have to look for maybe another option. Like, there's been rumors that the Calgary Flames could move Chris Tanev. Chris Tanev. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I would love that. He's yeah, feisty. he only has he only has a year left on his deal at four and a half million dollars. Um, you know they could move they they don't have much cap space, so there's rumors they could move him for some cap purposes. Um, that would be someone I like. You know, Matt Grizzly third round pick you just got send it down to Calgary, baby, yeah, and that would yeah, be their pick. It, it, that's true. It is owned by them. They could get it back. <laughs> um, so he's still a really, really good defensive defenseman. Uh, you know, Matt Grizzlick gets his name's been out there a lot because the Bruins are in cap hell um, and they need to clear cap space. And he only has a year left on his contract. The only issue I see there is he's five foot ten, like one hundred seventy five pounds, and fits likes defenseman. You know, he likes a big mobile defense. So I don't know if Grizzlick is someone they would really target seriously. But um, yeah, I could see them going for like. a a stopgap option until Nemitz is really ready just to give him a little more experience on the back end. Um, you know, until he Riley was, Walsh. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like if they were going to give wall, a, ch- a Walsh a chance in the NHL, it would have happened already. And he got passed up by like Nikita Hachuk next last season when they needed call-ups, which wasn't a great sign. I think um, he, you know, they had some injuries on the back end too. Like I thought when Marino got injured, maybe they'd give him a quick look, but he never got the look. So, I could see him getting He's, he, But he had a really good season in Utica. Yeah, that's why I'm a little bit surprised like they don't give him a look on the third pair. Like Ball and Walsh, I think, even played together as a pair down in Utica for a bit, too. And he's got great offensive capabilities. Yeah, um, it's just you – know, he's not even that small, too. I don't know like, why I'm banging the drum for Walsh. Yeah, like, I have no emotional connection. to be honest. I was wondering, <laughs> where's this Riley Walsh? Yeah, where's this coming from? But – I mean, yeah, maybe they give him a chance in camp if he's still. Well, like we were just so high on him, like when we drafted him. That's why, you know, like he, he, I don't know, he always just seemed like that, like that guy down in Utica or Binghamton that was going to come up and like be that next big defenseman, and then we just happened to stumble into Luke Hughes and so. Yeah, if I remember right, last um, off season, like before the season started, I think like Megan Duggan, she did like an interview with um, probably Ryan Novoselinski. At NJ.com, and she thought like Riley Walsh was gonna um, be like a player for them last season, but it you know never materialized. Maybe they think he's too small. He's like six foot. He's only six foot, one hundred eighty-five pounds. Um, maybe that's Ooh, why Riley, Riley Walsh is six foot, uh, one hundred eighty-five. Look at you! Because yeah, I, I wrote something on him recently, so that's why I remembered it. Um, so um, maybe that's why they don't give him the look, um, but. Yeah, we'll see what they do in defense. And then something else that I've warmed up to recently is a um, you know, possible reunion with Taylor Hall because the Bruins, they would love to move him. Hold on. Yeah, Excuse yes, me? The, the, yes, that, 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 that Taylor Hall that played for New Jersey. Yeah, there's your Tatar replacement. Yeah, but at six and a half for how many more years? Six million for two years. 
All right, you can talk me into that. Yeah. That's, but he had less points than Dawson Mercer. Yeah, I know, but he's still quite good. Like, I was he had a good playoffs. About, I'll give him that. He did have a good playoffs. I was thinking about writing about this uh, about this for um, either the hockey writer. What are you sending or, there for him? I mean, so he has, like, no trade protection, no move clause, and we all know that them trading him, if, you know, he could exercise those no trade and move. There's no still move some clause. bad blood there, though, I feel like. I think it's more with the fans. I don't really think it's with the organization. No, 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 not with the organization. I, I yeah, yeah. No, obviously not. I'm talking with, with the fans, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I But he's, I mean. Dev, he Devil's those, Twitter would be in a pretzel with that would, one. Yeah, that one, it would definitely get some feel. Um, feelings going on Twitter for sure. Um, I could like I'm not saying I could see a reunion, but he's a fit for what they need. He could be like a Tatar replacement. His he's still great on the rush. Like he would fit in the system really well. Um, he's still a good play driver. I think the six million dollar cap it where it gets a little tricky. The the good thing is, is it's only for two years. So mm-hmm. you know, and like I was saying, you know, he has a no move clause and a no trade clause. So like he could really exercise those options to where he wants to go and if. Veteran leader that. too. Yeah, playoff yeah. experience now. Yeah, so like there's there's definitely you know a lot of pluses to going to to acquire him because I don't think he costs much at all. It's like it's a pure cap dump for Boston. Like I'm not saying it would be like a future considerations kind of thing, like with Max Pacioretty, but I think you give up like really minimal assets to get him at this point because of the no move clause, the no trade clause, the, the Bruins cap situation. The Devils was so he would have to him. agree to come back. Yeah, and I'm sure at this point in his career, he's going to want to go to a team that's can contend for the Stanley Cup and make. Isn't isn't that funny? Right, that going is full circle. Funny. Right? <laughs> that yeah, is everything funny. would be going full circle. It would it would be an objectively funny trade in that regard too. And then there would be a lot of people who are angry about it because of how he left. But then there would also be, I think, a lot of people who would be happy about it because like. And it would be a one for one, right? Future considerations for Taylor Hall. It, yeah, or like a fifth. <laughs> it would be like a fifth round pick or something like that. It would not cost much at all. So you know, I think you. Know, it wouldn't. He's that trade life cycle. It just it would keep going. Oh my would, god! Yeah, it would. It would be really funny. And then you know the whole Taylor Hall redemption arc. Like, say he comes in and he's a sixty point player next season, like twenty goals, forty assists. Well, now he, um, him playing with Jack, I mean, he'd be great on his wing. Yeah, he'd be great on Jack or Nico's wings at this point. And, like, he can still move the puck. He's still really good on the rush. So um, And, you know, he would be good on the power play. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's definitely a lot of pros to acquiring him. I think the likelihood of it happening is probably pretty slim. But you never know. I think Fitz will have, like, a big move. He will do, like, a big move um, like that. That kind of you either consider a big name player or something that's kind of surprising that you're not expecting. Um, I can see that happen. something like not just Taylor Hall. I could see something like that happening. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I think then you know, the next few weeks are going to be pretty busy. Um, they're already getting to work by trading Damon Severson. And I think we'll see some other moves, you know, trades coming up because the free agent class is not, I'm going to be writing about free agent forwards at some point this week. And I could see the devils like targeting some players in free agency, but when you look at the class, you know, generally yeah, there's a lot of players that I would stay away from just contract wise. So I don't really know how much of a player the Devils will be in free agency. I think most of Fitz's work this summer, and I think for a lot of NHL teams, not just the Devils, will probably be through the trade market because the free agent class is so weak. Yeah. 
Well, that's uh, it's quite the bomb to drop at the end of the episode, that yeah. Alejandro. I've that one in my back pocket since we started. So yeah, damn. All right, look at you. Uh, I'm impressed. All right, so um, I have no idea the next time we'll record, but we'll we'll get back uh, with an yeah, episode before doing the some draft. traveling, right? Yeah, yeah uh, I'm doing some traveling and whatnot, but we uh, we will do our best to keep up with all the team news and if there's any other big big stuff we'll we'll hop on for a quick recording i mean we're almost at an hour here alejandro yeah um, good good one good start to season 2 here dropping some exactly well. welcome back listeners uh, we're excited i uh, hope everyone's having a great summer um we'll probably do a mailbag episode throughout the summer as well too yeah. Um, so if you got any questions, submit them to Alejandro or the Devils, uh, Devils on the Rush Twitter. Um, and with that being said, everyone have a great weekend. Let's go Devils. Let's go Devils.